0: Hi, I'm Gary and this is episode 152 of EV Musings, a podcast about renewables, electric vehicles and things that are interesting to electric vehicle owners. On the show today, we'll be looking at different ways to get a new electric vehicle on your drive. season of the podcast is sponsored by ZapMap, the free-to-download app that helps EV drivers search, plan and pay for their charging. Before we start, I wanted to begin the conversation about who you want on the season-ending roundtable episode. I messed up last year and ran out of time, so let me know as soon as you can about who you want to hear from this season and I'll get the wheels rolling on that. Let me know at evmusings at gmail.com. Our main topic of discussion today is ways to get a new electric vehicle onto your drive. We talked in episode 144 about getting a used EV on your drive. That episode had Jonathan Porthfield from ecocars.net and Reflex Orkney given us the inside scoop on the second-hand EV market in the UK. But today we're looking at brand new electric vehicles. Every month, the SMMT, the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders in the UK, produce figures showing the number of new vehicles registered that month. These figures are compared with previous months, previous years, and full year to date. They're also broken down by type of vehicle. So we get petrol cars, diesel cars, hybrid cars, plug-in hybrid, and battery electric vehicle. While the overall number of cars being registered has been on something of a decrease recently, which is actually quite good, the number of battery electric vehicles that make up the overall total registered has increased pretty much every month. We're now reaching the tippet point where a large number of new cars being purchased are full battery electric, but this doesn't show the whole picture. The SMMT show new registrations which correlate to new cars being delivered, but not all of these cars are being bought by private individuals. Some of them are registered by leasing companies, some by subscription companies, and some by companies buying or leasing them on behalf of employees. So today I want to go through some of the different options you can take when looking to put a new electric vehicle on your drive. Before we go into any detail, it's worth reminding you that at the time of broadcasting this, December 2022, there is still something of a backlog on new car deliveries. You can wait up to 12 months to get your EV once it's ordered. And this is why some of the options detailed below will be attractive to you because they don't rely on physically getting a new car from a manufacturer once you've placed your order. So what are the different ways? Well, the first and most obvious one is you can pop down to your nearest dealer, take a desk drive, slam a chunk of cash on the table and buy one. The number of people I know who've actually done this is quite small, for obvious reasons. Not many people buy brand new cars for cash and it's a big chunk of change that not many people have. But, you know, it can happen. So the next option is to get a loan. You go to a lender, negotiate the deal, initial deposit, payback length, interest rate. They provide the chunk of cash that you take to the dealer and the result is the same. Now this is an outright purchase. You own the car, you keep the car when the loan is finished and it's your property. If there's depreciation, you suffer that shortfall. If the price rises, you make that profit when you sell. Easy peasy, if you don't look too hard at the interest rates currently being offered due to the economic situation. But there are other ways you can achieve the same end result and one of these is through leasing your car. Now, that's what I've done. And leases come in multiple different flavors. It's up to you to taste the flavors and see which ones you like. At its most basic, a lease is where you commit to using the car for a specific number of months. You pay an amount per month to cover the use of that car. And at the end of the lease period, you just give the car back and take out a new lease, which is exactly what I did. I had the Kia Soul on a three-year lease. I was paying a fixed amount per month to lease the car, and at the end of the three years, I returned the car and the lease terminated. I then took out another lease on the VW 3 and the situation continued. The downside to this sort of lease is that I never end up owning the car. It's always owned by a finance company and I'm committed to paying the lease every month, regardless of whether I use the car or not. And the upside is that the lease cost is usually much less than the loan repayment or the full cost of the car. The other kind of a lease is a PCP lease. And this is similar to the lease mentioned above, but the main difference is that at the end of the lease, you have a second option other than handing the car back. You can pay the balloon payment, which can be quite large, and take ownership of the vehicle. This is a halfway house between a full lease and a full purchase. At the start of the lease, the finance company will tell you that in, say, three years, when your lease is terminated, the balloon payment will be X thousand pounds. So you know upfront how much you're going to need to pay to take final ownership of the car if you decide to. And the reason this is done is because depending on the car market, you may end up with a car worth more than the balloon payment. This happens a lot with electric vehicles at the moment. Because the demand is there, it's often financially worthwhile to get an EV on a PCP lease. An example is a friend of mine who bought uh, an EV with a balloon payment of £15,000 after three years. And partway through the third year, demand for EVs was so high that a similar car to the one he had at three years old was selling on the secondhand market for almost £22,000. He could pay the balloon payment, then immediately sell his car and make £7,000 profit. Of course, if the market swings the other way, he could find that the market value for his second-hand EV was, say, £12,000 and he'll lose £3,000 trying to sell it. But that means he could decide not to make the balloon payment and just hand the car back to the finance company. But there are other ways to get an EV on your driver. And one of the newer ways is through companies such as Octopus Electric Cars or Electrics. They offer a complete EV package. In the case of Octopus, you get a leased car, a car home charger, and a great EV charging tariff for your home electricity bundled in with the cost of the car. Electrics offers something similar, but as they're part of LV, the insurance giant, they'll provide the car, the insurance, and the charging for you. It's done on a three-year basis. To talk about leasing bundles, I'm delighted to welcome Jill Noel onto the show. Jill works with Electrics and was a guest back on one of our earlier roundtable shows. Hello, Jill. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Lovely to be back with you, Gary.
0: Talk to me about what it is Electrics are offering to the members of the public. What's, What's the idea behind it?
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks so much, Gary. So the aim of Electrics is to make it simple for people to make the switch to an electric car. You know, we know that it can often be quite confusing when somebody is first thinking about making that switch to EV. So essentially, we're trying to make it simple and have everything all in one place. So you can come to Electrics to lease your electric car. We're working with our leasing partner CBVC to provide electric cars. You can come to electrics to buy your home charger, thanks to our partnership with Indra. And of course you can come to us for your electric car insurance because after all we are powered by LV general insurance. So that's the idea behind electrics. It's really to make it simple and it's to help people make an informed decision when they think about going electric. So we've got a we've got a whole host of information on the website, lvelectrics.co.uk. We've got a suite of guides. So, you know, the ultimate electric car guide, the ultimate guide to charging, and so on. And a lot of blogs as well, because what I was really keen to do was to bring real world electric car driver insight to bear through electric. So, um, so yeah.
0: Okay. Let's pick up on the, the vehicle side of it there. Do you have, I mean, obviously somebody's going to be listening to this podcast because they're wanting to get a new as opposed to used electric vehicle on their driveway. So the first thing they're going to look at is how much it's going to cost. So do you have typical figures for what it would cost somebody to come to electrics and lease a car? I mean, pick, pick whatever car you want.
1: Yeah, I do, Gary. It's almost as though I was prepared for that very question. (laughs) Um, In fact, I didn't know you were going to ask that. So I'm glad that I did do some some preparation on that front. I, I think one of the first things to say is actually, you know, we hear an awful lot about the challenge with lead times for electric cars. So there are people out there who are unfortunately, having to wait a long time for their electric car to land on their driveway. The great news is that through electrics, we've, we do have plenty of, of cars in stock and a really great range as well. But if I can just take you, you know, we'll look at some of the figures. Just please, everybody do bear in mind that these, these figures can change, perhaps not on a daily basis, but certainly week by week. So, this is an indication as of today. So, for a Vauxhall e-mocker, Um, If you're looking at a business contract hire lease through us, then we can offer those from £227 a month or personal contract hire, we're looking a little bit more at £272 a month. If we're looking at the Hyundai Kona, which as we know is a really popular, really great family car, business contract hire, uh, we're looking at something like £276 a month going up a little bit again on personal contract higher to just over £330 a month. But when I was looking into this, because one of the things we're really keen to do, Gary, is just to to help overcome the concern about upfront cost. And of course, leasing is a really great way um, to do that, um, as long as you can afford those monthly payments and any upfront um, payment as well, of course. So, at the moment through Electrics, we've got eight electric cars priced between 227 and £278 a month, that's business contract hire. It's always going to be a little bit more on personal contract hire. So, you know, you can start to see then that actually this is where, especially when you're looking at total cost of ownership, then leasing can be a really, really good option because you don't have to worry about upfront sticker price, which of course, you know, we're still not quite at full parity with petrol and diesel just yet.
0: Talk to me about insurance and the home charger uh, aspect of this. Are you doing an all-in-one deal so you can get the car and the insurance and the home charger, or are they three separate uh, packages?
1: At the moment, um, of course, you can come to electrics for for all three. Um, You don't have to buy all three together by by any means. You can sort of pick and choose. So even if you don't um, go for an electric car, of course, you can either choose your home charger and or your insurance uh, through electrics. And I think the thing to remember about electrics is uh, we're essentially a startup business, Gary. So at a fully charged, this year in Farnborough, we launched to the big wide world. However, we've got so many exciting things coming down the line that we're going to be able to talk about um, in the coming months. And uh, and actually, of course, is uh, we're headline sponsor for Fully Charged uh, next year, both Harrogate and Farnborough. Um, so we're very much looking forward to that and letting people know um, exactly what else we have in store.
0: So what are the Popular vehicles that people are wanting to lease at the moment.
1: Yeah, we're seeing an awful lot. We're seeing a lot of interest in the uh, in the the Vauxhall e-Mokka. Uh We're seeing an awful lot of uh, interest and in inquiries for the Hyundai the Ionic, and that there are certainly cars that that are. Heavily searched for and looked into, maybe the you know certain BMW types uh, or models rather. But then interestingly, we see people actually submit an inquiry for a for a different car. So they might start searching for, I suppose, for a um, a more premium brand, if I if I can say that. And then actually, at the end of the day, the inquiry will come through for for a different brand. And actually, this is something that, you know, I've read a little bit about and I, I'd really like to look into more people's brand loyalty when it comes to electric cars. And I was thinking about this in, in my own personal case earlier, actually. Um, you know, my old diesel car was a, a Saab 93 diesel that got unceremoniously written off and, and that happily Catapulted me into EV ownership, but you know I have a Kia e-Niro now. Would I ever have considered a Kia? You know, if I was still in the market for a petrol or diesel car, I don't know. You know, I really don't know because it's not a brand that I was so aware of. But with the e-Niro, you know, absolutely no second thought about it. Read a few reviews. I've driven lots of electric cars, and and I knew it would be a great car because it's electric.
0: Well, as a a data point for you, when you're doing your research, obviously I had the Kia Soul, had that on a three-year lease. And when it came to renewing, I wanted the upgraded version of the Kia Soul. And the only reason I didn't go for it is because I was told by the lease company, oh, yeah, it's going to be 12 months waiting time, but we can get you the Volkswagen within, you know, because we've got it in stock. So, you know, had they not told me that, I would still have stayed with Kia and gone for the... uh, for the, the brand loyalty and and the more upgraded version of the uh, the Kia Soul rather than swapping to the Volkswagen. So, can I can I ask you about education? Now we harp on constantly on this podcast about dealers not educating users on the car, the charging, and similar items when they take delivery. But with many lease cars, such as the one that I drive, it was delivered to me by some flatbed driver who may not have had a lot of information about the car itself. Now, my delivery guy told me, for instance, oh, yeah, there's no spare tire in this because it runs on on run flats. Um, Well, a recent puncture I had put paid to that. I mean, (laughs) they don't run on on run flats, and it shredded the tire and uh, almost destroyed it. So how do you ensure that customers leasing a car through electrics get sufficient training to know, for example, that there's a little flap under the AC charge socket on their new uh e that allows them access to the ccSI voltage pins
1: yeah that's a great question so I believe you have uh, been speaking to the very wonderful and knowledgeable John Burdekin um who is you know an aficionado on on all things sort of leasing and salary sacrifice and so on and we we've we've gone into partnership um very Happily with CBVC, our leasing partner, and um, and I'm delighted to say that that John has um, delivered a, a whole host of training, um, EV specific training to uh, you know to all the the team at CBVC. So so that gives us great reassurance that actually that team know the. Ins and outs to the nth degree when it comes to you know considerations that customers need to be aware of when it comes to uh, to, to leasing an electric car.
0: Now you mentioned earlier about uh, the blog and some of the information that's on the website. Now I might deduce to deduce from what you've just said that. There is, you know, a member of the public can actually, if if they want more information than what's on the website, they can call somebody at Electrics and have that sort of conversation, um, and and get some of the education that we've just been talked about.
1: Yes, absolutely. Anybody who's thinking about making the switch, yeah, um, there are people on hand um, in CBVC uh, to answer any questions when it comes to uh, to electric car leasing.
0: Wonderful. I will put links to uh, phone numbers and websites, etc., in the show notes for anybody who wants to uh, avail themselves of that information. Jill gave examples of several well-priced vehicles that are currently available from electrics. I did go in and check how electrics matches up against the car I'm currently leasing the ID. 3. And there was a big difference. Electrics are quoting a much higher lease cost at the moment, but this is down to several factors. My vehicle was on a special offer at the time I placed the lease order down. Plus the car in question has increased in price considerably since I placed the order. Remember, I had a nine month wait from ordering this 12 months ago. It's now almost 10% more expensive to buy and this has increased finance costs. Furthermore, the interest rate has increased due to the general economic situation in the country. Electrics also currently don't have availability of the ID3 due to order delays. So their pricing on this model is currently generic as they don't know what the rental prices will be when these cars are available. As we speak, I know they've got offers on the MG ZS SE and Trophy, the E Mocha, the Corsa, and the Ionic 5, which are pretty certain, or I'm pretty certain, are around the cheapest in the country. And these are in stock for immediate delivery. So it's not really fair to compare my car lease from 12 months ago to a similar one on electrics from today. There are numerous companies that work in the leasing market and they'll all offer various incentives and add-ons to try and tempt you to use their service. Some companies offer discounted charging with various networks, for example. And every customer that leases an electric vehicle with select car leasing, for example, will automatically receive three months free access to podcast-sponsored ZapMap's Enhanced Premium Service, which displays the ZapMap app in the in-car dashboard via Apple CarPlay and Android Auto and it unlocks unlimited filters, route plans, and EV models. The choice is up to you. So let's talk about salary sacrifice. There's a lot of talk about salary sacrifice and what it is, what it means, how it works, but it's not really that difficult to understand. Salary sacrifice is basically a way to get a company car. It's provided by the company, it's owned by the company, and it's insured and maintained by the company. But in order to get it, your salary is reduced by an amount each month. What this does is it gives you the company car as normal, but it also reduces your tax burden. So instead of paying tax on say, £3,000 per month, you're only paying tax on £2,500 per month, but getting a company car alongside. Here's John Burdekin, an independent fleet consultant specialising in salary sacrifice and general EV adoption to discuss it.
2: So what we're talking about here is a marriage of three very established tax principles you earn less, therefore you pay less income tax and national insurance, and you get a company car on which you pay company car tax. And if the company car tax is lower than the tax you've saved on your salary, there in a nutshell is the tax efficiency of salary sacrifice.
0: Is this something that all employers can do, or is it something that an individual employee can do? Is, it, is the scheme at the company level, or is the scheme at the individual level?
2: The scheme is at the company level uh, because there is no financial relationship between the salary sacrifice provider and the employee. Everything goes through the employer, so it's the it's the employer that signs up to the salary sacrifice scheme, uh, and it's the employer that pays for all of the elements of the salary sacrifice: the finance of the car, the insurance on the car, the maintenance on the car. All of those things get invoiced to the corporate and the corporate pays the salary sacrifice provider, the corporate then takes an amount from the, their employee's gross salary. And it's typically a very similar amount. So if all of that finance, maintenance, insurance, and all of that rolled up together, let's say by example, that's 500 pounds, that can typically form the amount that's taken from the employee's gross salary, so that the client, the corporate client, washes their face here, so uh, so they are, they're they're left cost neutral.
0: Can somebody, if they wish, go out and say, oh, I want one of those new Porsche Taycans at £97,000 and, you know, can I get my salary sacrifice on that? But how, how does that aspect of it work? I,
2: I, I suppose there's two things to cover off on, on that. Um, the first is what cars are typically available on a salary sacrifice scheme. Well, it's any electric vehicle that's available in the market. And some providers also say any plug-in hybrid. So some salary sacrifice providers just say electric only. And some say all electric and all plug-in hybrid. So it really is a choice of any make, any model of electric. The second part of your question is, could somebody just go out and take a Porsche take Well, theoretically, yes. But there is one non-negotiable barrier with salary sacrifice, and that is you can't sacrifice below an individual's national minimum wage. So if you've got somebody who's on I don't know 23 24 25,000 pounds can they take a Porsche takeout on a scheme like this? No. Uh, because the the deduction in the salary would take them below national minimum wage. So you can take any 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 make or model of electric vehicle or plug-in hybrid vehicle provided your salary can support it.
0: Well that brings us on very nicely to some facts and figures. We've talked about or around how much this may impact uh, and what the cost may be, do you have any hard and fast data that you could share with us for what a typical scheme would allow somebody to use towards a company car under salary sacrifice and what that would cost?
2: Yeah, I've, I've got a couple of examples actually. One, one for a 20% taxpayer and one for a 40% tax. Work because clearly, if somebody is giving up more salary and paying less tax, there is a difference in, in, in your rate of tax, whether it's 20, 40, or 45. So the examples I've got here are for a typical three year scheme, 10,000 miles a year, including maintenance, including insurance. So everything except the electricity to refuel it, if you like. Um, so, on the 20% tax buy, what I've got is an example of a Peugeot E208, um, typical lovely, lovely small car. And where I was talking about the, the finance element, the maintenance element, the insurance element, um, a home charger in this instance uh, is included in the, in the figure as well. All of that comes to £612. So, that is what's taken out of the employee's gross salary, When you take into account the impact of saving income tax and NI and paying company car tax, the net effect brings £612 down to 421. So, they're getting £612 worth of car and insurance for £421. So, there you can see the tax efficiency at play um, with with salary sacrifice. If I look at the 40% taxpayer, same three-year, 10,000-mile scheme including maintenance insurance, Uh, What I'm looking at here is a Tesla Model 3, long range. Um, So all of the finance, maintenance and insurance and the gross deduction from salary is £1,013. The employee effectively gets that for £614 a a month. So you can see effectively, if you think you're saving tax at 40% plus your NI at 2%, so there's 42%, but you're paying tax, company car tax, on the car at 2%, you can see where the significant differences are. These schemes are, are compelling for both 20% and 40% taxpayers, but there is a greater saving the higher tax band you're in, because you have more tax to, to contribute.
0: The key thing to remember is that under salary sacrifice, you aren't getting your own car. What you're doing is gaining use of a company car. The car's managed by the company, insured by the company, and serviced by the company. At the end of a typical three-year scheme, the car's taken back off you, just like a regular company car is. Are we done? No, we're not. There are other ways to get an EV. So how about going to a company that provides cars on a subscription service? Just like getting a newspaper or magazine each month, you can now subscribe to a car. There are a number of companies that do this. Elmo and Ontu are two names that you'll regularly see. The idea is very simple. For a set payment per month, you'll get a car, charging, insurance, and maintenance all included. You can decide which car you want from the list of available ones. And if you're ever bored with the car, you can then change it and get a different one each month. You don't have to commit to a three-year lease like I had to. So what are the downsides to this? Well, there are a number. Firstly, the list of cars you can subscribe to is reasonably limited. There are currently dozens of cars available to buy, but only about 15 come with companies like Onto. And secondly, you are mileage limited. There's an allocation per month, and if you go over that, you have to pay. Podcast co-founder Simon is currently running a Renault Zoe through onto. Here's what he has to say about it, starting with why did he decide to go to onto? I've seen onto in a
3: few different places. I'd seen them uh, 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 the Fully Charged show and a few advertisements and things like that. At the time, uh, which was about six or seven months ago, my... Um, car had about a year left in terms of a loan and i was paying um i think at the time almost 500 pounds a month uh on the loan and then on top of that i had car insurance uh normal servicing costs uh which you know weren't a lot but they were there and then electric costs uh for public charging because i don't have home charging so when i changed over i changed over went to one two, and at the time i had a uh, a referral I'd use the the referral so I got a bit of money off. I um, looked at the range now the range of cars that on um, onto offer there's a reasonable amount I wouldn't say it is exhaustive they are getting more and more um, as the months go on anything from uh, you know a, a Zoe or a, one of the new Fiats all the way up to a Tesla so there is a there is a range there there's still some things fundamentally missing you know I'm I'm looking at things like the MGs um, and stuff like that so there's a few models missing which I'd like them uh, to see them get on there. I found the process to be very straightforward it was go on the website pick a car and the cars are it's good because I actually put real world range rather than what the WLTP range is, which means that you get a more realistic view of the kind of car that you want. It's a monthly lease, which means, you know, you're not committed to beyond that and you can change it anytime. Uh, there is a small admin charge, um, I believe about 80 or 90 pounds to actually change your car if you want to. So that's worth bearing in mind. When I started six months ago it's worth noting that um, I went from 500 pound a month on a loan at the time this was I think it was 370 or a reynolds Zoe GT spec line so um, really good over 200 mile range everything I needed etc and a thousand miles a month mileage which was perfect. With that, you also get a BP charging card, a InstaVolt charging card, and essentially a Shell charging card. And it, you can use them in a vast array of uh, different chargers, and that's generally what I use. Uh, and insurance is all included in as well. So I've cut down on my electric money I was paying, I was I cut out my insurance uh, money, and my loan was significantly reduced. There is a, a few things that I don't like. The price has significantly gone up from 370 to uh, 450. So that's a, a big increase. The reason for that is they're saying the uh, overall sort of costs of living and costs of running stuff and every, all the other stuff that comes out of companies, that's what they said. But what hurt the most was they reduced the thousand mile mileage down to 750. One to note and one that I fell um, foul of was basically that what it won't do is that if you run out of miles what you can't do is top it up and immediately that adds to your balance it will only go to the following month so I tried that I um I think I got down to like 10 miles or something like that and thought well better top up topped up another 250 miles that didn't go on there and then it went on the next month and and then I got charged for the excess mileage which is at I think it's 40p a, a mile the service has been spot on, the cars, like I said, the different cars are coming. Um, I'm really hoping they add um, the MG ZS and maybe the MG4 in the future. I'll be very interested to see uh, the MG4 on there and go onto that. I mean, theoretically, it should be a similar price to the Zoe. But yeah, in, in general, um, I think onto a really good, I think there's some there's some changes they really need to, to go back to. Uh, I think some of the pricing is a little bit harsh. I hope that they don't decide to up that because that will change my decision moving forward. And uh, I think short term maybe for the next year, it's probably gonna be fine. Longer term, um, then it'll be something else. Now, a lot of people use onto as maybe a short term thing. I don't, this is my permanent uh, car, that I'll be looking around, I think. But they have got a bit of the market. Going on, I don't think some of the other lease companies really Um, have the mileage thing built in or the charging built in and stuff like that. I like it because it's, you pay one price, you haven't
0: got to worry about anything else. Finally, there are also subscription offerings you can get directly from car manufacturers themselves. Volvo are one of the manufacturers who've decided to do this. They let you take a car on a fixed monthly sum. This includes warranty, MOT, wear and tear, collection and delivery. They also allow you to swap your car out with three months notice. The C40 Recharge Plus, a 53,000 pound car with over 200 miles of real world range, can be on your drive for 719 pounds a month. Sure, you'll need to insure and charge it, but everything else is taken care of. Don't like that? Well, change it after three months and get something else from the Volvo range. So in closing, there are numerous ways you can get a new EV on your drive. As Jill mentioned, if you go with certain companies such as Electrics, they've pre-ordered a number of cars so the wait time is reduced versus if you go and speak directly to a dealer. If your company runs a salary sacrifice scheme, you can easily use that to get a nice, low or zero emission car on your drive. Want a different EV every month? Go for a subscription service with Onto, Elmo or any of the others that provide that service. But if you're not too bothered with waiting, then get an order down for whatever car you want at your local dealership and see what happens. The choice is yours. My thanks to Jill, John and Simon for helping me with this episode. It's time for a cool EV or renewable thing to share with your listeners. Sports car company McLaren might be getting into the EV space. Originally a pioneer with electric hybrids when their P1 model was launched as a competitor to the Porsche 918 and the LaFerrari by Ferrari. The Ferrari by Ferrari. Hmm. They might now be looking to corner the Taycan market. Newly installed CEO Michael Leiters doesn't directly say what kind of EVs McLaren intends to make, but it can be inferred from statements that he's talking about a vehicle that could seat more than two people. The starting price won't be less than £200,000, $236,000, this being deemed the minimum entry point for McLaren ownership regardless of body style. And even with a sedan and SUV in its lineup, McLaren wants to remain focused on profit over sales volume. A full electric McLaren. How does that grab you? The EV Musings podcast is sponsored by Zapmap. Zapmap is the go to app for EV drivers in the UK. Use it to search for available chargers, plan electric journeys, pay for charging on participating networks, and share updates with other EV drivers. Zapmap is free to download and use, with subscription plans for enhanced features such as using Zapmap in car, on CarPlay, or Android Auto. And that's the show for today. hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you want to contact me, I can be emailed at evmusings at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at musingtv. TV. If you want to support the podcast and newsletter, please consider contributing to becoming an EV Musings patron. The links in the show notes. Don't want to sign up for something on a monthly basis? If you enjoyed this episode, why not buy me a coffee? Go to coffee.com slash evmusings. That's f i dot com slash evmusings. And you can do just that. It takes Apple pay too. I have a couple of ebooks out there if you want to read something on your Kindle. So, you've gone electric, is available on Amazon worldwide for the measly sum of 99p or equivalent and it's a great little introduction to living with an electric car. So, you've gone renewable, is also available on Amazon for the same 99p and it covers installing solar panels, a storage battery and a heat pump, why not check them both out? Links for everything we've talked about in the podcast today are in the description. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. It's available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a review, preferably five stars, as it helps raise visibility and extend our reach in search engines. If you've reached this part of the podcast and are still listening, thank you. Why not let me know you've got to this point by tweeting me at Musings EV with the words many, many ways to do it. Hashtag if you know, you know. Nothing else. Thanks as always to my co-founder, Simon. You know, he's often said he'd love to start his own business in the crypto space. His wife's dead against it, of course. She says the market's saturated already. As part of his market research before committing to this, he's made a list of every other company engaged in the same pursuit. There's a reasonable amount. I wouldn't say it
3: is exhaustive. They are getting more and more um, as the months go on. Thanks for
0: listening. Bye.